Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. So part two of barrel racing with TLC, a big part of it is easy in, hurry out. So often I see riders on horses that do not have any collection. So they end up being really strung out and having wide turns or horses that rush in and stall in the turn and lose their momentum. So right from the get-go when you're training for the barrel pattern, and I talk about this in my training notebook, it's important to have already done your dry work and your foundation um, of transitions where your horse knows how to extend and collect in straight lines and circles from an extended walk to a collected walk, from a post-trot extended to a very collected slow jog. And that means breaking in the pole, shifting the hind, the weight to the hindquarters, shortening the stride, and lifting the top line. Also, cantering from an extended uh, gait to a very collected lope. So that's really important in order to have tight turns, not to mention the easy in, hurry out. A horse will always have a snappy fire out of a turn if they always relax and collect going into a turn. So train it from the get-go. That's how I've always been successful with my horses, not needing big bits or tie-downs. Most of my horses run in a small junior cow horse type bit or just a side pull like S-hack or beetle hack or Jim Warren or short chain. And those those bits, those type of bits, professional choice, futurity, three-piece, um, those type of bits have always been enough for me because my horses work 80% off my body. Um, whether it's a client's horse or my own personal horses, they learn to have a go cue off my body, to rate off my body, to turn off my body. My legs and hands are just there to back that up. So um, easy in, hurry out, it's taught over time. It's taught before you ever show them the barrels. It's taught in drills like big circle, small circle, D pattern, all lefts, all rights. Um, it's taught in pasture loops. You can do it while you're riding out in the field. Um, you have a go cue where they're extended, you have a rate cue where they're collected, and you have a turn cue, which becomes a shaping cue when you're going slow and working on perfect circles. And again, your perfect circles and going into a turn or a circle should always be collected and smooth and fluid. And then you're leaving a circle or an or going back into a big straight line or big circle is where you give the extended cue. So keeping that in mind, that will stop a horse that rushes in and stalls out. It will also um, create a snappy barrel horse that fires out of their turns off of your body. Um, inside hip and shoulder is all I need to do when I want my horses to snap out. If I stay square and keep weight um, more in the middle of my horse and centered, maybe even a little weight in my outside stirrup in my slow work, but ultimately just looking between their ears and my hips and shoulders are square, my hands are even and my legs are on my horse, that tells them to keep the circle or keep the turn. But then when I just easily shift my inside hip and shoulder, they know to snap out. And if I need to, I can always put my outside leg by the front cinch to uh, square them up leaving. So inside leg to my horses, a little would mean soften rib cage. A lot would mean to move over for a leg lateral or to two track. So again, part two of barrel racing training. Um, there's a lot of little details I don't even think about when I'm on a horse. 
that I realized I had to explain to people in lessons and clinics and when I was training their horses so that they could get on and ride the same that I rode their horse. And those are the little details that you have to pay attention and you have to teach it away from the barrels when you get back to basics and you work on your dry work and your drills. Those are the things you're looking to feel for and also in your slow work on the barrels at a walk trot or even a slow lope. These are all very important things that will help you be successful on your barrel horse. And in addition to that, I want to talk about conditioning. I don't like to see posts where people brag about how they just pulled their horse out of the pasture and they clock 4D for them and they've been sitting in the pasture for a month. It makes me sad for the horse. Number one, it'd be like you sitting on the couch being a couch potato and then have to go run in a marathon. Um, you're not in shape for it. Your lungs aren't. Your muscles aren't. Um, not to mention you could hurt your horse. I'm being very careful legging my older mare Briscoe back up. It would break my heart to hurt her in a run. So I absolutely am getting her conditioned. Everything from her bones, joints, ligaments, tendons, soft tissue, muscles, everything. Um, lungs, all of it needs to be conditioned. And she's older. So a very important of a slow warm up you know, 10 minutes of walking uh, and um, a lot of slow jogging um, before I do any fast trotting or cantering, um, as well as a very good cool down to cool those muscles out as well for another 10 minutes of walking. These things are really important for any horse, especially your senior citizen horses with arthritis and older, older um, joints and and all of that, uh, tendons and ligaments, the, the elasticity is just not what it maybe was when they were in their, you know, early years, five, six, seven, eight. So it is important for any horse though, what, whether they're four or 24 to have conditioning during the week. I always had a rule of riding three times during the week if you were going to compete on the weekend. And some people don't like to ride their open horses, but they do other things with them. They might um, you know, lunge them, they might round pin them, they might hot walker, they might pony them um, with another horse or a golf cart, but they condition them. They don't just hop on them and run them and worry about hurting um, them. That's not a good thing. So that is a pet peeve for me. I don't think you should pull a horse out of the pasture and just go make a run. You know, um, I, even if you warm them up and you're just going to trot or slow lope, that's one thing. But these are small, tight turns. Even at a lope, these are tight turns. It's not like going in a straight line or a gigantic circle. Um, so conditioning matters. So if you're not doing well on the weekend, that's something else to think about. Like I didn't, did I ride as much as I normally do? Have I not competed in two months? You know, you're not going to have the fire and timing, even if you have a pretty and smooth run, you probably won't have that fire and timing that you would normally have if you're going two or three times a month. It does make a difference um, to have that timing with um, speed and have that feel with that fire. So all of those things really do matter. So just keep these things in mind as you're um, working with your athlete and you're an athlete too. So keep yourself fit. Um, some people run, some people just look uh, walk because it's easier on your joints. Some people do stretching and weightlifting, whatever works for you. I think in barrel racing, 
we have to have core strength. So I think a, a, a good mix of, you know, walking, stretching, and some sort of weights is important. Um, even if it's, you know, just your own body weight where you do push-ups, pull-ups, or sit-ups, those kind of things. Um, we'll all develop it along with your Pilates and yoga where you're stretching and getting your flexibility and your balance. All of those things are key for riding barrel horses. Um, I think all of that stuff really plays an important role in you as a competitor being the best team you can be together. And I know for me, after having a long break, I'm working hard at getting myself back in shape to ride a horse at a fast level. Walk, trot, and lope is not the same as making a run. So um, it's something that you have to be aware of, especially if you have an injury or if you have an area that's weaker, um, your balance and your muscle is not going to be the same. So you have to learn how to work with it or around it. And um, all of those things need to be taken consideration for you and your horse. Um, so if you are starting off a new season after the holidays, that would be a good time to get with your sports medicine vet and um, do a preventative lameness evaluation so that you stay ahead of anything that could need um, work and, and preventative versus after the fact when they already are injured. So that's important as well. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff you can do on a regular basis between your body work um, and things you could do yourself with stretching, cookie stretches, leg stretches, all of that. Magnetics, back on track, um, blankets or boots or beamers there's so many options out there for you um, there's a lot of things you can do on your own but um, but those are all important things that you have to consider when you are developing a solid horse not just the easy in hurry out but the conditioning and the care as well so thank you for tuning in and as always ride with heart and god bless